Welcome to another episode of SNJ Uncensored Podcast. Y'all know how we do it. We get on here every single week and we discussing every single one of the hot topics that you guys are saying is valuable. Uh, no matter if you're hearing it in the streets, if you're hearing it in the barbershops, if you're hearing it in the beauty salons, wherever you're hearing it, we're going to bring it to the podcast, but we also going to give you a different perspective on it. We're going int- to introduce some valuable conversations, something that you can take back to the conversation. And look, feel free to use anything we say on here. Nothing's copyrighted. You feel me? If you hear something that you like, all we ask is that you comment and let us know what you liked and what you found valuable. All right. So look, I'm gonna go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm about to jump into the topics. I'm, I'm getting excited. Um, before I do that, I gotta introduce the, our, our host and our guest, our co-host and our guest tonight. Of course, y'all know my man comes on here every week with me, showing love, giving insight, dropping gems on y'all. My boy, Big Dame, Dame the Young OG. What's going on, man? How you feeling, brother? Yo, man, life is good, dog. I'm blessed. Blessed and highly favored. You know, how, as the old folks say, man, I, 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 uh, I wake up and, and just continue to give God praises for, for blessing me every single day, bro. Yeah, keep that same energy throughout the podcast. You feel me? <laughs> yes, sir. But she's enjoying herself right now, so y'all show her some love for sure. But... I definitely have found an incredible, worthy replacement for her today. This gentleman is uh, definitely one of the one of the men that are that's near and dear to my heart. One of the people that that inspires me just by his masculinity and how strong he is. Uh, One of the things that I look up to him about is uh, his number one, his insight, but also, like I said before, his his strength as a man. You're not going to challenge his manhood. You're not going to be able to have him waver in anything that he says. He stands 10 toes on, on anything that he believes in. He stands 10 toes on it. And that's one of the things I value about this individual. He is my little brother. He is one of the top executives or board uh, members of the board at University of Louisiana and Monroe. And he's on his way to being vice president of somebody's college, if not president. He's on his way. All right. I'm, I'm putting it in the atmosphere for you, brother. So without further ado, I want to introduce uh, one of the the dudes that I look up to, Jamari Chris Williams. <laughs> What's going on, Chris? That, that man, why you put my whole government out there? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, nah, bro. Yeah. I wanted to make this intimate, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I right, right. Like they know you. I appreciate that. But you know, everybody knows me by Chris, and they're going to be looking like, man, who the hell is Jamar? But uh, <laughs> look, bro, I appreciate y'all having me on. This is going to be a great little show. When you text me about it, I was like, "Boy, I'm super excited about this because you know I'm, I'm passionate about the sports and and what I do. So it's gonna be a good one." For sure, man. So before we even jump into it, I want to give you a little a little time to just share with the people about who you are, where you're from. Because man, one of the things about you, you have such an incredible story in terms of your upbringing, uh, where you came from, and where you are now, man. Going from knocking dudes down, beating dudes up, to to now bringing them up and lifting them up. So, <laughs> so I want you to talk a little bit. <laughs> I want you to talk a little bit about that. Sorry, this man is the police. Uh, but look, no, the fans not listening. The fans not listening. <laughs> but now, nah, yeah, like you said, um, grew up as most most black males do, impoverished, came from the hood, um, single mother, 
three three boys in the in the house giving her hell. I was the last one, you know. I gave her the most hell because I watched what my two other brothers did. Of course, like you said, I did my little did it back in the day. Thought it was cool just to be the, the gangster at all times, but you know, eventually you got to change your life around and, and do something positive in the neighborhoods. So it kind of led me to what I'm doing now at the university, man. I'm director of Greek life at ULM, working on some other stuff I can't really speak on. It's gonna move me up, and like you said, I will be somebody's vice president one day. Um, that's that's I already spoken into the existence that's gonna happen. So we just waiting until my time comes. I'm advocating in the neighborhoods and making sure I'm doing a whole lot with the youth. I coach track at some of the high schools and middle schools out here. Um, boys coaching football. My schedule just entirely too busy at this point. It's just a whole lot. It, 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 that's all in a nutshell, right there, Sky. So so real quick, um, one of the one of the things that you do, uh, and, and Dame's a part of that that as well. You coach young kids as well as you have a mentorship group, you're co-chair of a mentorship group with young men who are basically teaching them how to be, how to grow up to be upstanding men of, you know, basically of society. So what I want to know from you is what put put that in your heart? Because I mean, it's a lot of people who are like us that look like us, but they don't want to take up their mantle and get involved in the youth life. And, and pour the knowledge that they get down. Like they don't want to have nothing to do with that or to, for whatever reason they don't do that. Like what, I want to know what inspired you to do that. And then second, I want to know what advice you have somebody who, who right now is in the same situation that you were in back then. So like, you know, you're, you're looking at your current situation, you're impoverished or you're living in the hood. Um, you know, you're, you may not have the best influences in terms of people that are around you. You know, you're getting into trouble a lot. How do they make the shift like you did to go from that to being, I mean, one of the top professionals in your industry? I had my older brothers, but of course that was 10 years apart, but I, I never had nobody like myself that can, I can listen to this around my age group that I can kind of look up to and really can give back and listen and so I can grow up. So I knew when I got to this age, I was like, bro, it's somebody that's just like me that's lost and don't know what they want to do with their lives. So let me try and catch them before they get too deep off in the streets. I tell people all the time, I love Shreveport to death, but Shreveport is a damn black hole. You stay there, you stuck there. So when I had the chance to leave, I was able to leave. And of course, I was blessed to meet fellas like y'all two. So Montreal, um, all of us that hang out together, I was just blessed to be able to be around y'all. And y'all kind of gave me the game and showed me a different way to get it. You know, I saw people like me that came from the hood, but they were successful now. So I just took that and was like, well, let me flip this back and give back. That's the whole part of the whole game. I'm supposed to teach whatever you just learned. So that's, that's, that's my whole deal with it. I try to give back as much as I can. And I know a lot of times um, your time is your most valuable resource, especially with these youth, bro. Just get, coming and hanging out with them and just taking a bunch of your wings, whether you just go get a burger or something or y'all go to the park or whatever, they, they value that a whole lot. And they really do be watching. So I really had to learn it. And, and realize it's, that's the best thing you could do right now for the youth in these days. Second part, you got to remember your why. That's my biggest thing right now, remember my why. I don't want to go back to what I was with in that lifestyle and, and living like that. that. That wasn't nothing fun to be around, um, living in the hood and living the way we did. I had a crack out across the street from me. Man, dude used to pay us 5 $10 to watch the house while he was gone, make sure the law ain't come. I don't want to have to go back there. I don't want my kids or nobody I'm around impacting to ever have to live like that. So. Every day I get up and I get ready to go to work and I be like, I'm tired, I don't wanna do this. I gotta remember my wife, somebody watching me. Why am I doing this? It's, it's a bigger picture right now. So I tell a lot of people, man, when you stuck, just remember your why and why you don't wanna go back to where you was at in the first place. 
love it, man. I love it. That that's a word. That's a word, and that's that's definitely something that me and Dame hundred uh, percent backs you on to, on that because that's something that we use on a daily basis, on a daily basis to do the things that we do at a high level and to be able to perform at a high level. So for sure. So thank you for that, man. I appreciate that, uh, man. That was super valuable. I know somebody probably listening is going to take that information, hide it in their heart, and be able to level up because of it. So let's go ahead into the topic, man. Let's get, let's have a little fun. So very interestingly, we want to talk about what everybody's talking about, which is Shakaria Richardson and her participating in her most recent race, uh, Prefontaine Classic. And so as everybody, well, everybody might not know, but uh, she was up against some of the top uh, track and field young ladies in the world, three of them being from Jamaica. And she, you know, basically didn't perform her best. Uh, actually, she performed her worst because she was uh, last place. And so the uh, Twitter, Black Twitter, the, I mean, everybody, everybody was talking about uh, not only the race, but they were specifically talking about her comments that she made after the race, which I'm going to play real quick right now. This is one race. I'm not done. You know what I'm capable of? Caveat if you want to. Talk all the shit you want, because I'm here to stay. I'm not done. I'm the sixth fastest woman in this game ever. And can't nobody ever take that from me. All right. So, <laughs> man, I really want to get deep down into this. Um, it's ironic because both of you guys, you're kind of on on separate sides of of your opinion about her and her comments. So I want to I want to hear from both of you. I'm gonna go with you de uh, first, Dame, and let you speak on it. So based off of her performance and and her comments after the performance and even if you want to take her her initial interview i don't know if you were able to watch that but her initial interview before the race where she was basically saying you know uh that she was going she was going to beat him you know she was like y'all y'all watch me uh you know i'm finna beat him whatever um what are what's your opinion about all of that okay man so i watched the uh the uh, the post race interview. Watch the post race interview first. And I don't know why I did it in in this particular order, but I did it in this order. And then after watching the post race interview, I watched the actual race. If you do it in that order, you would have swear to God she placed like she was in in the first. You know, she would have either been in first place or a close second, maybe third. Right, based off the way that she made her comments in that post-race interview. And I'm not necessarily saying it's the things that she said, it's just the way that she said it. She was full, full, so aggressive in her comments. So from watching that post-race interview and then going back and watching the, the, the actual race, I said, hey, man, Ms. Richardson, she, she, she's a little too cocky, got a little too cocky for her own good. And man, when we make such comments as that, man, people get in the uproar. They take that and they feel as though that's a, a lack of support. No, that's not a, saying such thing is not a lack of support. A person can make a comment as such and still, still support their, that individual, that athlete 110. You know, the way she made, made those statements, even prior to the race. Again, I didn't watch the, uh, the interview before the race, but 
based off from what I'm hearing, you know, again, that that cockiness about her. And then to go into that race and place last, yeah, that's 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 a teaching moment. Right. And again, I'm not one of them people that's, that wants her to fail, want to see her suffer. No, none of that. I want to see her succeed. And as a as a person who believes in empowering people, we have to take this moment and, and, and realize the lesson from it is that, hey, man, there's always going to be somebody better than us. We can be confident. Right. Definitely be confident. But let's not get too cocky and too arrogant and too full of ourselves. And then we 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 get up to the big stage, and we don't perform like we should. And that's right? that's that's interesting, Dane. Uh, that, that that's an interesting perspective. I want to hear from from you, Chris. Um, so, in terms of, I want to get your your raw opinion about her comments. That's actually healthy for the sport. A lot of people don't realize, like track is never. People don't really just talk stuff while they while they, when they run track. Um, I love it. It's competitive nature right there. If a man was to do it, it wouldn't be a problem. I think what, like a year or two ago, LSU and Houston got into it at the national championship. They was jaw jacking back and forth and people ate that up and loved it. But I mean, I can understand where Dane coming from. You came at last and you talking like you placed, but at the same time, that girl was out for a month and a half almost. If you take out two weeks with track, you really didn't lost seconds off your time instantly. Like it don't matter. Like you got to keep running and keep training. She wasn't in performing shape at all, like she didn't run the Olympics. She didn't do none of that. These girls just fresh out the Olympics and came around another race and people acting like Shakar is just supposed to be right there with them. Nah, she don't have to train some more. Like that's almost like taking two months off, taking a little month off when it comes to races like that, especially when everybody's fast. So I was like, man, I loved it. She was just like, I'm not done, I'm coming back. And it's, it just is what it is. Like people need that in their lives. And people saying she cocky, nah, it's just her being confident in her abilities. Everybody knew what it was before she got put out due to her testing positive for marijuana. I honestly believe she would have gave them the best run for their money at the Olympics if she was able to run, but she wasn't able to show that. So I think the next race is going to be 10 times better and people going to really be trying to root for her when she come in second or first place instead of right now, they saying, oh, she cocky. It's, that's not cocky, man. It's just being confident and that's healthy for the sport. You need competition. You need people to talk. That's going to drive them to be 10 times better against each other. So for me... I definitely agree with you on that second part, Chris, in terms of that, that confidence. I believe that you have to be 100% confident in yourself no matter win or lose. Like, I love that she was actually confident, maybe a little more too much, but I mean, you know, she had that Kanye confidence, you know what I'm saying? That, that delusional confidence. And I think that all successful people have it no matter what. The thing that I would want to ask you, Chris, based on your comment, is that so it's the perception of everybody on this race was that Shakaria, Shakari came in. I mean, okay, she, so she wasn't able to attend Tokyo, which means that it basically was a fluke. So the, so the Jamaican girl who actually won the Olympic medal, in her mind, she was like, I didn't beat the best. Like, I, I won, yeah, I won the gold medal and I won, but I didn't beat the best. This is my opportunity to, to without a shadow of a doubt, beat the best. Because if, if she would have just won that race and said, I declined to run the other race, because she didn't have to run the, the Fontaine race. She didn't have to run it. But if she wouldn't have, people would have been like, well, they would have had that doubt in their mind, say, well, Shakaria would have beat you. You see what I'm saying? So she wanted to go in and say, look, I want, I want it to be 
uh, undisputed, I want to be the undisputed champion of the world in this field, without a doubt. And so she came with it on her mind with that type of energy. But I feel like Shikari didn't come, based on your comments, Shikari didn't come with that same I just think that she kind of blew it for me, uh, in in my opinion. Like she kind of blew it. And I want you, to, I want you to give a little more insight or whatever. But uh, in terms of competition, because I'm extremely competitive, and if you come in last place, like I'm not saying she got to be humble, but I do say that you, like, if you're supposed to be the top in the world and you come last place, like, let's look at Jordan. Jordan in his prime. I don't think that no, like, if he if you put him up against ten top basketball players in his era, there's no way he come in last. So I want, I want to my, go, with your, go with your opinion. I want to hear your opinion on that. That's like saying Jordan sat down for two months. When he came back from, from that baseball little, little sit-down he did, he wasn't just at the top of his game. It took him a little while. If I'm not mistaken, they missed the playoffs that year. If I'm not right, mistaken. Yeah, that's right, with the Wizards, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. When you go sit down and you're not in, the, in that rare form like you usually are, you're not gonna come back in top tip shape. That girl was, like I said, she been gone for a month. I don't know what she was doing. She might've been training, she might not have been training. But at the same time, I respect her a whole lot more being cocky or however y'all put it, even when she come in last. Cause I mean, excuse my language, if you gonna talk shit, talk shit whether you winning or losing. Don't shut up when you lose. You're going to talk that the whole time and it's just her attitude. So I stand, with you, I stand with you on that. What, I, what, what yeah. I'm more so talking about is, is that other girl understood that she she that she going against the person who is supposed to be the top in the world. So I'm coming with it with with it on my mind to be her. I'm saying, should Shikari have come with that same energy and say, well, maybe I should put a little more effort into getting into shape because I'm going against the girls that are the top in the world, like the three top uh, women in the world in track. I need to come with it because I didn't get a chance to compete. So y'all need to know that I'm still the best. I mean, yes, you are. That's a hundred percent right. And I agree with that one. You're hundred yeah. percent right on this situation. But at the same time, that girl lost her coaches and all type of stuff. Like it was a oh, lot yeah. of people that, that, that criticized her coaches saying he was a fluke on some stuff. Um, So you, we don't know what was going on behind the scenes in her camp that whole time she wasn't training or when she went at the Olympics. But like I said, for the girl from the Jamaica to come out and be like, well, let me race the best. You know that girl probably ain't really been doing that. So this race really don't count. You gotta, you gotta make it even. We gotta train and really come put the put it out there. So that's why I feel like it was the race was cool with her coming in last place, but everybody know that's not her her best ever. Like everybody can see that. So that's why I'm like, nah, you gotta give it a, a few more months and wait till the next race for this to really be. I they see these Jamaicans really the, the the ones that's really the fastest of if it's really Shakar. Okay, so we call this a fluke, right? She got she got a she had a lot going on. She wasn't training, you know. We we show empathy in this situation. Let's fast forward to the next meet, next time they meet up. Same result. What do we say then? Now same result. Then hey, that's that's on her body. I gotta be like, look, you tripping? You know what I'm saying? But but right now, I just don't get it to I don't get it to the Jamaicans right now. The girls, I mean, by all means, congratulations on them winning. But I can't get it to them right now because that's like a, that's like, bro, you got it. But uh, so that's like so me that's, having idea. that's like me having idea with them. I ain't ran in years. Of course, so, I'm gonna get yeah. Oh, even taking two weeks off from running track affects everything. Like your whole right. your whole stuff off at that point. So even yeah. she took two weeks off and then got back to training. She off at that point. 
it, it's not the same. You gotta realize, like everybody talked about the girl and kind of they they so, rooted for her, but a lot of people didn't root for her. So let me ask you a question though. I gotta give it to Elaine, which is the gold medalist for Jamaica. I gotta give it to Elaine because number one, she almost beat the top record in the world uh, in history uh, from Flojo. She missed it by five five hundredths of a second. Incredible. So I gotta give it to her. She she definitely earned being the best runner of the world. Number two, so let's say that um, you and I, you and I are competing for the top, I don't know, uh, volleyball player. Let's say we complete because uh, me and you play volleyball. So we compete for the top volleyball player of the world. And our meet is coming up on uh, next month. I'm training, I'm going at it, I'm giving it everything I got, whatever. And you ain't, you just chilling. You like, okay, well, whatever, you know, whatever. And granted, like I said, she, I mean, like you said, she might've had stuff going on and I understand that. I understand she had stuff and I'm empathetic. She has stuff going on, but in the grand scheme of things, one person came prepared to dominate and the other person didn't in any area of life, whether that's sports or whether that's business or whether that's in career, if you don't come prepared to dominate, and somebody else did, you're going to lose and you oh, and you can only blame yourself. When you're going for that, when you're going for that vice president position, you I already know, I know, I know the type of person you are. You coming, you coming with it. You're gonna have all your facts, you're gonna have everything prepared, you're going to prepare week or months in advance. You're gonna you 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 matter of fact, you are all and I don't want to tell too much of your business, but you're already being groomed and being mentored by one of the top vice presidents in the in you know in the country so you're already doing your due diligence do you think that it's right for a person to come who ain't been doing what you've been doing and say and you you get the position but then they telling everybody oh well he only got the position because he was more prepared than me i i you know i kind of slacked off for a month you know what i'm saying i had stuff going on so he don't really deserve the position like he go, he goes appeal you getting the job because he said that he has stuff going on in his family and he uh, wasn't able to prepare in the manner that you were prepared. Do you think that's fair? If I'm prepared, then you ain't supposed to get it. So, yeah. But go back to, I'm going back to what you said at the beginning. You said okay. the girl was prepared to dominate. Of course she was. She just came off a race. She ain't had that much time off. So it's just like, why even hop out in that water? You know, you're going to beat her anyway. She didn't, she been out, she had a 30 day suspension. In hoes, like, I don't know if you can train or not train or however that go, but it's just like, man, she on 30 day suspension. So who knows what she was doing at that, at that given time. Sonia Richards Ross, four time gold medalist. She said that the Jamaican girl came because there was rumblings about her not being really quote unquote the best because the best didn't show up. So that's like, you, you you know you're going to the NBA finals the Bulls going to the NBA finals but the the top team got disqualified because of whatever reason you know they whatever they, right. they got disqualified so the top team didn't come so you got the second best team to come so the top team the team that was supposed to play you would say well look if we would have came don't get it twisted we would have we would have whooped y'all there's no way y'all would have won the championship and so now there's always this disclaimer um I'm gonna have to think about it and I'm, I'm gonna bring it back but there is a team that has an asterisk. Somebody like there, people were talking about putting an asterisk by it because they didn't they they didn't really um earn earn their championship for some reason. I gotta think of who that was. But 
it's like you will always have that asterisk next to your name because you never you didn't fight the best. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you saying that Elaine, that's she gonna have an asterisk next to her name because of that? No, no, no. So Elaine, she would have. So so that's why she showed up to like I said, she didn't have to show up to that race. She showed up because if she didn't, she in her mind, she would have always had an asterisk by her name and said she she won the race because Shakari didn't show up. Well, because still, Shikari got disqualified. Right. I, but I still feel like she was, she still has that by her name right now because she's in top performance shape right now. Like she maybe take two weeks off. Hey, they're they, fighting words, Mr. Williams. She, she she's in top performance shape right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's you like, but let me ask you podcast, this though. Hey, bro. Let me ask you this though. You say she's in top performance shape. And, right. and yeah, true. She can't, she did the Olympics and everything like that. And I here it is though, I get. You know, all of the things that Ms. Richardson had going on, like I said, once again, emphasize with her. However, I will say to on the other end of the spectrum, you're a professional athlete too. And if you know you have a race coming up, why aren't you training? Right? Somebody else made a pop, made another another perspective, and they they stated that she got distracted. She was distracted. Um, so maybe that's what it was. Like she she was so so caught up into all of the everything that she had going on. Again, we empathize with her, and that's what caused her to be distracted. And that's not anybody's fault, but again, that was really on her because, you know, allowing those things to really distract her from training from a race if she knew she had it ahead, had that race coming up and stopping her from training. That was a very inter interesting perspective. I get it, and like that, that does play a big part, especially when you come in a race and your mental is is a huge part of when the race comes. I mean, if you just physically fast, you just fast. But if your mental off, then it's it's a whole different ball game out there. But it's just like that that goes along with her camp. Like when everything kind of kind of blew up, people did leave from around her. Like like I said, she had I know she had to switch coaches because they kind of brought up his past about what he had been going on. It was somebody else that I know left kind of left her camp too. So it's just like like you said, we showing empathy towards her. But like I said, I feel like she left more. For she left people want more at this point with this race right here. I mean, she came in dead last. Everybody didn't expect it. First off, this young lady made the whole world stop. I don't know a soul that wasn't watching that race when it came on. They wanted to see what was finna happen. So now, all right, cool. She came in last. People still finna tune in for the next race because they know that wasn't her best effort ever. It, it, exactly. And that's what I wish people would understand. If anything, more people are ready to watch her for the next next race. Then, then, then the complete opposite. That's what I wish these people would understand. You gotta realize, man, we're in a world of people. People root your own until they feel like you ain't doing something for them. So when she lost, they was like, "Uh, we didn't did this for you, and you didn't let us down." So it's just like you gotta realize, man, this young lady been going through a lot from being ostracized for smoking weed when everybody do it every day. It's just like, and a mom, right? And I'm. Uh... Uh, she, didn't she lose her mom, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. That's, that's, that's how she was dealing with her mental health by smoking, but it's just like, it's crazy in this world that it's being legalized here, but you go over the waters, you got to deal with they, they consequences, but it is what it is with that situation. But right, I feel, right. I feel like this situation made her hungrier than ever, which is why her statements, like I said, I, I'm 110% behind her. When she said, she said, she was like, I'm not done, y'all know what I'm hitting for, and I'm coming back. So this just made her way more hungrier. I, I feel like falling on your ass and being in last place, 
you don't want to ever be embarrassed like that again. Like facts. That's that's facts. That's facts. That's facts. That's facts. We all can agree. I tell people that all the time, like, football, you can hide in a helmet when something go on, or you know, you can go, you in them shoulder pads, you can kind of hide your face, but on that track, it's just you and them people you running against. So when you come in dead last, they see you. So it's just like, damn, like Chicago, what you got going. So it's like, I just felt like this is gonna make her a whole lot hungrier. And the next time they race, it's gonna be 10 times better. She probably gonna come in second and third and get a girl a run for her money. And it's gonna be for real. And I think in the next coming years, she gonna be the top women's athlete at the Olympics. So I'm just saying like, I feel like people should just support her right now while she at the bottom. So that when everybody at the top with her, it's gonna feel a whole lot better. That's why I say I support her 110%. I'm not gonna turn my back on her. Cause I mean, track, track is a lonely sport. Like you out there by yourself, and when people kind of, kind of downplaying you, it's, it's really messed up. Exactly, and that's another thing. I really wish people would just understand the, 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 the what's the word I'm looking for? The things that come comes with competitive sports. Again, we we mentioned the trash talk, and we mentioned all of all of that. The, again, that does not mean you don't support that person, right? Again, if anything, you you continue to rally around that person. Hey. I don't, I don't know if you got, well, I know Stanley not a couple, but to cow, cowboy fans, for example, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a perfect example. Uh, the cowboy fans, they know all about that. Losing season, boy, they continue to, to boy, support. Boy, you wow. So, <laughs> so, 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 yeah. And then, hey, listen, uh, we, Saints fans, we, 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 we in the same, in the same situation, y'all. Every, every single, as of late, Every year we get let down in the play playoffs or whatever, like one or two games away from the big dance, and and we continue to support every sing every season, every single season. Continue to support. Again, that's not when we make those comments. Oh man, Sean Payton need to do this. Drew Brees need to do that. Shout out to Drew Brees uh, retirement. Um, they need to do this or whatever. They need to figure it out with James and Wits. Oh man, they need to take Taysom Hill out. All of these types of comments. That's not supporting your team, right? That's just making those comments based off your 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 passion for the sport, right? Win, lose, or draw, you're still behind your team. You're still behind that athlete. You're just making the comment. But again, you're still supporting that athlete at the end of the day. I 100% agree with you with that. I just feel like my girl, she's ready. This was her wake-up call that she needed. She thought that she could just hop back out there and just let her her physical ability kind of take over, but she kind of left her mental at the at the door. And she I think she knows now that she can't do that. Yeah, she gonna come back stronger than stronger than ever. She gonna come yeah, back. Yeah, like I, she was used to just dominating everybody, and you know sometimes when you finally hop up in the water with some people that's like like that with you, you gotta come sometimes get that little wake up call. But I feel like she's ready and she's good to go. I mean, she's already taken the college world by storm and and got the top time then. So it, it's just a matter of time before she take over the professional sport. So that's why I'm ready for it. Um, Skyline ain't gonna never like it, but you know how that go. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I just think that um, I mean, she did, she blew this one, she blew it, but that don't mean that it's over for her. Like, it, just, like she said, uh, I think she handled her interview with grace and passion. I loved it. I loved her interview. I think you should have that confidence, no matter what. It should the confidence should be withstanding. But I, I would have loved to be the the only thing is that I would have loved for her to be to have placed like. Dead last. I mean, she 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 placed. It was last, but she got a place. <laughs> <laughs> well, she yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, she did. <laughs> I mean, she, she got a spot. She got a spot, but she she got the last one. 
so so I, I just I just was expecting her. I mean, I honestly, I didn't go in expecting her to beat Elaine, but I did go in. I ain't gonna lie, I go. I went in expecting her to at least place like high, like maybe more, two, three, like at least give her a run for her money. Like, well, Elaine, like, oh yeah, okay, a little more training, she probably would have beat me. You know what I'm saying? I wanted it to be close, but for her to be just dead last, that kind of like surprised everybody. But I think maybe, like you said, she needed that. That's possible. She might, right. she might have needed that. This right, is right. like sometimes some people need to hit rock bottom for them to shoot and skyrocket all the way up. Which is which is about to bring me to my next topic for sure. Definitely, I think I think that she has amazing things in story. Her story is not written, not done writing yet. So uh, I'm looking forward to to doing another podcast and um, this it being different. And we definitely go invite invite you back, Chris, for for you to talk about it if she does show up and show out. Before you move on, I don't I, like you just said. I don't believe she blew it. I felt like this was the right thing to happen for her right now. You know, everything happens in God's timing. So I'm she ain't blow it. This was supposed to happen. I feel like she just did this kind of on purpose on some slick stuff. I was about to say I don't, I don't know God made a, I don't know God, I don't know God made her lose the race. I think she 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 lost it on her own fruition, but you know, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> God wasn't holding her back, but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, I got you. Not 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 my God, not the God I serve. <laughs> Um, so to, to before we close out, man, I, I really just want to give some value to everybody who's listening. I loved what, what, what Chris said in terms of uh, sometimes people hit rock bottom and then they have to bounce back up and and show really show what you're worth. And one of the things that I learned when I was when I was uh, pledging alpha was uh, sometimes you have to lose everything you have in one hand. And then from there muster up your your grit your grind muster up every, literally everything you have left and start fresh and rebuild and i think that that's what she's going to have to do in this point so i'm going to talk to you guys and, I, and i'm going to give each of you uh just a, a little time to be able to talk about it so if you want to like share maybe a time where you you had to rebuild like you 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 got knocked down all the way down i'm talking about all the way down and rebuild uh because sometimes people look at us and look at our success the um because i mean all three of us i mean we've 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 had success that some people you know are praying for right now they look at us and they think that it just it just happened for us or we knew somebody or we we didn't start from zero or we never got knocked down that we always been up when we decided to to do what we've done then it was just a, a, a upward trajectory. And I know both of you guys' story, and I know that's not true. Um, and if you want to share it or not, that's fine. But I want you to just talk to the people and just say what it what it's like to to have to get knocked down all the way back down to zero and having to rebuild and start from scratch. I'm gonna start with uh with you, Dame, and then I'm gonna let uh, Chris close it out. All right. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Man, uh, I'm I'm gonna try to keep it brief. I'm gonna try to keep it real brief because. Again, I can get long-winded, especially thank, on topics and such. Much, much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 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 man. Uh, knocked down. You know, life really took a turn. Took a, took a turn. Uh, the end of 2018, right? The 20 end of 2018. Um, left a re previous relationship and moved back to Louisiana. Y'all didn't have really have anywhere to stay. Didn't really have a job, and honestly, didn't even have a car, right? Because before then, my car had got repossessed. 
um, wasn't working and things like that. So I had to make the decision to move back to Louisiana. Y'all, the, literally the, the day that I was in, in process of moving moving back home to my parents, shout out to moms and pops for letting me come back. I got the call to work at Nickel State University. All right. And that was in 2019. During that process, I had, I had to start rebuilding, right? Because again, we got knocked down, right? Ground zero, literally nothing, no car, really no place to live, no place uh, of my own. But through that process, I was able to uh, to get a new place to live. My mom, she she gave me her old car. She got a new car. So again, shout out to my mom uh, for giving me her, her car, old car to, to utilize while I was working and everything like that. So fast forward to today, right? I'm no longer at Nichols State University. I re re relocated to now Bossier City, Louisiana, right, to move in with my now wife. Again, uh, through that process, I was using my mom's old car. When I moved up here, y'all, I didn't have a job. I really just moved up here on blind faith. I interviewed for jobs, right? Applying for jobs, interview, interview for jobs, but I didn't didn't get them. Matter of fact, the job that I really wanted, right? I didn't get that job. But here's how life works. <laughs> here's how things work out. Y'all, I'm working at the school that I interviewed for prior to, right? I'm working in an entire different department. I'm working in a one of the most complex departments, right? I interviewed for another one, but I'm working in the one that's most complex, right? Because the, the, the supervisor in this department, she saw something in me that the other department probably did not see. I didn't care to see. Right now, I was using my mom's car. Y'all, now, now I have a, a brand new car, 2020, right? And not only that, y'all, I'm in school. Uh, going for that last degree. And then also I have a fitness business on the side that's continually continuing to grow, right? So you have to, if you aren't in that place to where you're knocked down, you're at ground zero, y'all just keep your faith. It's, it's easier said than done, but listen, do all that you can to keep that faith and continue work pressing your way forward because it's not gonna look like that forever. It's not, I promise you, I'm, I'm a living witness and it just keeps getting better. From this from here i love it man that's incredible bro like i i, I didn't even know that that uh that much in terms of your story but i love it man for sure uh sounds a, a lot like mine as well uh so chris man what about you brother um tell about uh, if you want to share your story in terms of when you had uh, hit ground zero and bought to bounce back um 2017 i'll never forget it uh, boy, hey, was on top of the world in school, working buku jobs. I think I was at the airport. I was working with athletics at ULM. It was doing a whole lot. Um, went on a trip. Shouldn't have been on this trip. I ain't gonna speak on it. And came back, lost my job at the airport. Um, wasn't really doing good in school because I was playing around. Uh, ended up getting kicked out of school and was having to try to appeal a whole lot and go to different deans and go to different people until I got to this one dean. I won't speak on her, on her name, but um, she wasn't too fond of, of people that looked like us. And she just basically told me, you're not going to be anything. At the time I was in kinesiology, she was like, you're not going to be anything in kinesiology. Um, let me let me just get you switched to general studies real quick and get you graduated and get you up out of here. And I was just like, nah, I ain't coming to school for four or five years to just sit here and go general studies route. So. Um, I'll say it's a general studies uh, uh, alumni. No, ain't nothing wrong. With it. It, it, it wasn't for me. 
So um, I was just like, nah, I'm good. I just sit out my year and they kind of humbled me and, and put me back into the place where I needed to be. And like I said, at the beginning of this podcast, I remember my why. I was like, man, I came all the way down here to fumble the bag just to go back to Shreveport. I was like, nah, I can't do it. So I set my year out and I went back and, and finished out. I don't, I don't, I know scholars remember, man, that was the, the toughest semester and summers of my life. I, man, I was waking up, going to school, seven in the morning, going to work, working two jobs at the time, just trying to make sure I could pay for school. And now I'm back at this university that at one point I felt like was shutting me out and didn't want me to succeed and didn't, you know, really care about about the little black boy, you know, if he graduated or whatnot, they didn't really get, they didn't really care at all. But now I'm one back at the top leadership position. Don't leave that part out. Like one right, 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 right. And I'm back, I'm back at this school and I'm putting my my imprint on it and and making sure that people know that, especially the, the young black males that's up there, um, you know, you got somebody that's in your corner and somebody that's that's there for you. And like like Dame said, man, don't give up. Just don't ever stop. You know what I'm saying? Just keep moving, remembering your why, and just know that, you know, there's people out here that look just like you, they really do care and want to see you win. And uh, it's crazy. I just told Skylar the other day, man, um, it's coming back tenfold, me really putting my, my efforts out there that I was going to be the youngest and probably the only black, probably the youngest black male to ever speak at convocation, which is the, the freshman kind of orientation deal. And I was going to be able to speak to almost 2,000 kids the other day, but it got canceled due to the uh the weather but then you know they they rescheduling but that was something that was gonna be huge and I was just like man it's crazy just to think about back in 2017 four years ago I wasn't even supposed to be at this point I was supposed to be going home because that lady told me I wasn't gonna be nothing if I'd allowed her to to really put that in my thought process then I really really would have been back in Shreveport not even doing what I'm doing right now so I was just grateful to be around great young men like 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 Skylar and Damon and, and Marshall and, and Aqua and this you know they kept me afloat and kept me moving and, and doing what I had to do. So like Dane said, man, just don't give up. Uh, remember your why. And everybody's going to be successful in this world, bro. Amen, amen. That's a word. Love it. Brother. That's a word. Love it. Man, if I could take anything from, from, uh, from Chris, from Dane, from Shakaria Richardson, I would say that uh, this message today is, uh, any someone's opinion of you doesn't have to become your reality. That's it. Someone's that's, a, that's yeah, it. Some, somebody thinks of you doesn't have to become your reality. I don't care what your circumstance is. Like, I don't care what it looked like. Like you know, you could be you could have been losing up to this point, but it doesn't. It doesn't. That that that, to, that today that doesn't have to be your reality. Like you can change it. So that's that's super dope, man. Uh, thank you, God, both of you, you gentlemen, for sharing that with us, man. I, I know it took a lot for you to open up, but I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate y'all. Definitely show us love. Definitely share this, man. I promise there's somebody that needs to hear this message. You never know what people are going through. And there's somebody that needs to hear what these gentlemen just shared and just to keep going, just to go to that next level. Just to to even I, I hate to be this drastic, but even to keep from from uh, giving up, to get keep from giving up on life, giving up on themselves, giving up on their family. So definitely share this, um, tag somebody, show us love, and definitely give us your feedback. Whether you agree with me or Dame or or uh, or Chris in terms of the Shikari incident, uh, definitely let us know, and um, we'll be sure to tag Chris in it. And uh, thank you guys again.
for for being value listeners. And until next time, y'all keep y'all y'all keep y'all life uncensored, and we'll do the same. All right. Yeah.